You're listening to the Like That Story podcast. We're in season five. This is episode 10, Why People Don't Work Anymore. Today's story brought to you by Selby Studios, graphic imaging for family, home, and business. Now here's America's storyteller, Jeff Gould. Thank you, Meredith. Well, for whatever reason, YouTube has decided that I need to see videos of workplace accidents. <laughs> I think my mistake was watching one, and now I simply can't take my eyes off the screen of stupid people doing stupid stuff in what appears to be places far away from proper medical facilities. Now, if I were on the scene, I would probably get this answer if I inquired, why did you do that? We've always done it this way. Now, that's a good enough answer if there's no other place to work and you need a job. Let me give you a few examples from our own history. John Henry, the steel-driving man of the tall tales, well, that was a real job. Some guy with an enormous sledgehammer would swing in a full 360-degree arc as hard as he could and whack at a steel drill, which was a thick steel rod with a tempered steel bit sharpened at the end, kind of looked like a huge Phillips screwdriver. And a little bit of stone would chip away when he'd hammer that drill. Here's the scary part. Somebody was holding that drill. Then he would rotate it about a quarter of a turn while the guy with the sledgehammer was winding it around again. And you had to hold it in the exact same spot. And wham! Another piece chipped away. All day long. Have you ever hit your thumb with a hammer? Imagine what would happen if old John Henry misses the steel drill and hits you. Oh, I won't even get into the powder monkeys who would stuff dynamite into the holes and hopefully ignite it after everybody was out of harm's way. Or the brakeman on a railroad who would run up and down the length of the train while it was moving, turning the wheel at the top of each car, applying pressure to the brake on that car, then run onto the next and the next while the train was moving, jumping from car to car in all kinds of weather. What happens if they slip? Or guys who made hats out of felt in the old days. They were called hatters. Well, they would shape the hats by licking the felt, and the felt had mercury in it. So, mad as a hatter, turns out that's what happens to a guy who licks mercury for a career. In each of these examples, the risks were part of the job. Nobody thought about it. But the next generations did. You know, I guess when your dad comes home with a broken wrist or a mutilated leg or mad as a hatter, you think long and hard before you want to follow him into that line of work. And so we see the evolution of work. 18-hour days became 12-hour days, became 8-hour days, became 40-hour weeks. Dangerous work became unacceptable work. Safety became not just a right, but a reason to accept or not accept a job. I'm sure at the quarry, it met with resistance. We've never done it that way before. Why should we do that, bunch of softies? At the railroad, we've never done that before. What's wrong with the way we did it before, bunch of softies? At the plant, you mean you want Saturday and Sunday off? We've never done that before. What's wrong with the way we did it, bunch of softies? 
I've seen some of these changes in my career. I have four daughters, and when they were each born, I got four hours off. I bought a bouquet of flowers to give to Libby and a box of pink cigars, because <laughs> that's what you did back then. Paternity leave did not exist. Now, my bosses weren't cruel. It just never came up. And when it did come up later, it was met with what? Resistance. We've never done that before. Why should we do that? Bunch of softies. And the evolution is still going on. Only now it's about not the length of the job or the safety of the job, but now it's about the satisfaction of the job. If the job provides meaning. Meaning? Purpose? <sighs> What's wrong with the way we did it before? We've never done that before. Bunch of softies. Have you been at a fast food restaurant, maybe looked across the counter, see the guy in the back, said, I could do that. And then you think, yeah, but I don't want to. Right? <laughs> there are lots of jobs today, maybe most jobs, that the employees would describe as meaningless or purposeless. These are the jobs that are not being filled. These are the jobs nobody wants. And so, we, like the owners of centuries ago, must now deal with the problem that we didn't even know existed. Railroad owners asked, well, how are we supposed to make this job safe? Mine owners said, well, how the heck are we supposed to make this job safe? All owners said, why is it my responsibility to come up with a 40-hour work week or give a new dad 12 weeks off? Or now today... Why do I have to make a job meaningful? Well, these were and are tough questions. But if we don't figure it out, well, your business is going to be in trouble, right? Because the workforce is smaller now, and they will not go to your job if it does not give them meaning or purpose. If you've been listening to my podcast this year, you know my word for the year is decide. Well, boss or no boss, you need to decide how you are going to find meaning or purpose. It's nobody else's job but yours. You have a choice. You can keep working just for money, out of guilt, out of responsibility. I'm not just talking about employees, business owners, same thing. And if you do this, you will come to a place in your life where you will find yourself somehow cheated. The compensation you received never seemed to match the effort. You won't be mad as a hatter, but you will be mad in a quiet, middle-of-the-night way, in a Monday way when the alarm goes off and you feel that deep-seated dread and pressure. Another day of holding the drill bit, hoping you don't get hit. However, if you do decide to find out what you were made to do, to do what your purpose is, you will eventually find it. When I entered an invention contest a number of years ago, a fellow inventor said it this way, inventing something is quite easy. All you got to do is think of a problem and then solve it. Thinking of the problem and your invention is halfway solved. So here's my question. Are you living a life of purpose? If the answer is no, well, that's your problem. Congratulations. You are now halfway there. Hey, can you do me a favor? Can you rate or rank this podcast? 
It's a pet peeve the way podcasters keep haranguing people to rank or rate or comment. But here's the sad truth. If you don't do it, the AI machine in the sky thinks the show sucks and then they toss it in a pile somewhere and nobody gets a chance to hear it. So if you could do that, thank you. And keep listening. I've got a new podcast waiting in the wings. Reach out to me on LinkedIn or through my website, ilikethatstory.net, ilikethatstory.net. Until that time, I'm Jeff Gould. God bless. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.